Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I'm Caleb Simmons. And I'm Joshua Simmons. We are two brothers who love fly fishing, our families, and our men of faith. But like most of you listening, we're still not experts on any of those subjects. So our hope is to speak with as many people that we believe are experts on these subjects and pose the questions that most of us are asking. So thanks for joining us along the journey as we seek to inspire and encourage dads and anglers as we wade through fishing, fatherhood, and faith on the fly. Dads on the Fly is brought to you by Trout Routes. Joshua, I love the Trout Routes app, and it has become an amazing tool that helps us to find more trout to catch whenever we go on any of our adventures together. Just exploring new water is what makes Trout Routes great, and these guys are always making the app better. Something is added every day, a new feature. They've just added the Street View feature, which you've got to check out. Click on the orange dot, you hit Street View, you can see what the trout stream looks like there. So I can't tell you enough about how cool Trout Routes is when you're out looking for new water. And that's a game changer for us, Josh. We'll be able to see these locations where you want to try to access these rivers. I mean, it's going to be great. So I'm stoked to continue to use the Trout Routes app. We encourage everybody, go wherever you get your apps, download the Trout Routes app. They will be the best tool to help you find more trout to catch. Hey, Caleb, one thing we've done recently is so much smallie fishing. And so much smallie fishing means we're on our raft. And when you hook into that big smallie, man, you want to get that sucker in a net. And we have chosen, and we are so happy to be have Dads on the Fly brought to you by catch cam nets yeah joshua catch cam nets are amazing uh the cool thing that i love about catch cam nets is they allow you to design and build your own net so for whatever type of fishing you're doing to customize it with certain uh logos or different you know they got rulers on the net handles all these amazing things that just make your fishing experience better so we encourage everybody if you're looking and if you're in the market for a net check them out at catchcamnets.com and the best thing about it is if you are a small water fisher if you are a big water fisher whatever fish you're catching chasing they have a net for you. So please reach out to Bo and Steven over at Catch Cam Nets, and they will build your custom net today. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 109 of the Dads of the Fly podcast. And we're doing something a little bit different today than we normally do on the show. And we are going to do a little flashback episode. Uh, we want to share with you an episode that Josh and I recorded way back in some of our early days of recording this podcast that we had a lot of fun with. Uh, it's coming up on Fall Around Here, which is one of our favorite seasons to fish. And we did this episode back uh, in about two years ago, uh, heading into fall for people who are maybe interested in getting into fly fishing. And we talked about something that we call the essential gear that every fly fisherman needs. And we also related that to the essential d- gear that new dads need. And uh, it's been a lot of fun because I've been having some conversations recently with some good friends of mine who are new dads. And uh, we've had a lot of fun talking about all the gear that sometimes you have to have for that. And so uh, we thought this episode would just be a lot of fun. Joshua and I just do a little flashback. And uh, so we hope you enjoy this conversation that he and I had a couple years ago talking about the essential gears of fly fishermen and the essential gears for new dads as well. So we hope you have a lot of fun with this. Uh, Before we dive into that, though, we want to remind everyone that coming up November 4th and the 5th, Joshua and I will be at the Forks of the River Fly fishing festival in Brevard, North Carolina. If you're local to Western North Carolina, we would encourage you to come hang out. It's going to be a great day. Uh, You can find out all the information about that over at headwatersoutfitters.com. Headwaters is a fly shop hosting that event along with Davidson River Outfitters. It is a great time down there in Brevard. Joshua and I are really looking forward to just hanging out with some of the fly fishing community and we would love to see you there. 
Josh and I are also getting really pumped. We've got the Dads on the Fly Albie trip coming up. Uh, just uh, really looking forward to that in a couple of weeks, get to hang out with some other dads and go down to the coast. And we're really hoping that Joshua can finally catch a fish on the fly in the salt. And uh, we're going to break that streak that he's been trying to break all summer long. So exciting stuff going on around here, but we wanted to just take some time right now as Joshua and I have been very busy the last couple of weeks, just being dads and uh, doing lots of fun stuff. I'm coaching baseball, which is a blast. And Joshua is in the midst of so many new things with his new job as assistant principal. And so we just want to take a minute and instead of recording a whole new episode, go back to something that we really loved from a while back. So we hope you enjoy this conversation about some of the essential gear that we all need as fly fishermen. But first, a quick word from one more of our sponsors. We want to give a big thank you to a sponsor of this episode, Turtle Box Audio. Joshua, Turtle Box Audio speakers, the most rugged, loudest outdoor speaker on the market. We just continue to not be able to say enough great things about these things. Yeah, if you've heard any of our episodes in the last two months, maybe even longer than that, you know how much we love our Turtle Box audio. Uh, the other day we were playing pickleball and Corbin was like, hey, where's the Turtle Box? So it's not just for fishing, it's for anything you do. You got to get a Turtle Box audio for your family adventures anywhere you're going, whether it's out on the water or just on a beach trip or in a mountain, any, any kind of trip. You're hanging out outside, nothing better than having a Turtle Box audio, blasting some tunes or listen to an episode of Dads on Fly Podcast. So uh, get your Turtle Box Audio today at TurtleBoxAudio.com. Yeah, check them out and uh, get whatever type of custom speaker you want there at TurtleBoxAudio.com. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to episode seven of the Dads on the Fly Podcast. I am Caleb Simmons alongside my brother tonight again, Joshua Simmons. How are you, Joshua? I am um, in the midst of it all. Yeah, uh, you're think, wide open. Things are wide open right now, so... Um, well, thank everybody for uh, bearing with us as we missed last week. Um, we're, uh, you know, moving on from those events, and uh, tonight we're going to do a, a lighthearted. Yeah, we're going to have a little fun tonight. This is going to be good version of the Dads on the Fly. Podcast. Yeah, so we want to take some time tonight to talk about our favorite and and really, I guess, kind of do a gear review of stuff that we've used, stuff that I, we've tried, and I kind of thought of it as tips. like essential gear for like yeah. maybe beginners that is maybe. for sure yeah absolutely i think that's definitely uh, uh something that people listening to this podcast might be interested in for sure and we're gonna we get a lot of beginners listening try to compare it to yeah we're gonna look at the some essential gear, dad gear the dad gear the stuff you have to have the essential first dad gear so i don't know if we have any new dad list or soon to be dad listeners possibly i think we can market this episode to them we probably have uh dads who've been dads for a while that could probably also relate to some of the stuff we're going to yes. talk about tonight so so sounds let's, good. let's start with first well i think obviously in fly fishing well before we dive into that let's say first of all we're not endorsed by any of these things that we're going to talk about tonight. oh i wasn't even going to get real detailed into <laughs> okay. i'm not even thinking about getting real detailed into which gear i'll wait oh, okay. for them to give me an endorsement for that yeah they give us an endorsement and we'll then we'll, i'll we'll talk about their, their gear. stuff uh, I was just thinking, like, okay, let's say the first thing in fly, I mean, obviously. You got to have a fly rod. You have to have a fly rod. Yeah, okay. And I'll say this up front. You know, there's a lot of different brands. There's a lot of different stuff. Um, You can go anywhere from a $30 Walmart rod to a $1,200, you know, sage, insane rod that I'll never own. I've never cast a rod over, like, 500 bucks and that yeah you have just i have 
Yeah, you cast him out. Oh, you're right. Yeah, but you I won. won that rod. <laughs> I didn't pay. I didn't pay I, as much money as one. On a couple <laughs> guided trips, I've thrown some nice rods. But yeah. yeah. So yeah. So let's talk a little bit about rods. What do you go looking for when you're looking for a fly rod, especially maybe for someone who's just okay, thinking about getting if, into fly fishing? In my opinion, if you're new to the sport of fly fishing, and I think it depends a lot on where you live and Absolutely. what you are targeting. So, for example, if you are living in Western North Carolina, I would advise a – I mean, my buddy told me when I started – to get the Swiss Army of Fly Rods, Swiss Army of Fly Rods, which is a nine foot five weight. Mm-hmm. But I think personally, I would get a four weight. Okay. That's just my personal yeah. opinion. So the five weight's kind of the Swiss Army knife because you can take it. I mean, I have a nine foot five weight. That was my first rod. I do too. That was my very first rod. And the good thing about a nine foot five weight rod is that you can take it and pretty much do anything you want to. You can go fish delayed harvest trout streams. You can go. You can take it into the park and catch little tiny fish. I mean, it's not as fun than it is with like a little two weight, but it's still a lot of fun. You can take it and you can go bass fishing with it. I mean, you can take it to a lake. You can throw, you know, big it, streamers with it. You, you can, can do, do anything. All with kinds it. of stuff. I, with I it. have one. Yeah, and I think for a low budget beginner, that's the best thing. Yeah, absolutely. But I think if you're just fishing for trout, mm-hmm. I would do a four weight. Yeah. Now that I've done it longer, that's just kind of what I wish I would have done. Mainly yeah. because, I don't know. And, and when we're talking about this, for those of you who are not, like, into or, like, really understanding the difference, the the higher the weight, it's kind of like the more backbone yeah. the rod has. Does yeah, that you, make sense? Yeah, like the, I mean, a general rule is the higher the weight, the bigger the fish you're targeting. Yeah, and the, so in the, 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 the rod's just more, I don't know. The it's not very, the, the higher the weight, it's not as supple, it's not yeah. as. Um, supple, wow, it's a big word. Um, <laughs> we should have like it a, doesn't require as much finesse, probably. So often when we're doing this, we are reminded that we are not professionals. Absolutely. Because we don't even know the correct terminology. But I'm just telling you, it, I, I know enough to know that that's what I would do. Um, eight, six to nine foot works. Um, you can go as Low as uh, like seven foot six inches mm-hmm. length if you uh, are spending most of your time in the park. But yeah, nine foot five weight is a good option. And yeah. like you said, you can go from very very cheap to yeah. I mean, I would recommend very, very spending like one hundred and fifty dollars. Here's the thing: if you're looking at getting into fly fishing, in my opinion, this is where you need to spend your money. Um, I agree to to an extent. You know, I mean, you don't have to go crazy. But, you know, a lot of people don't want to get into fishing sometimes, like fly fishing, because they think it's so expensive. It's it's really... Is. It, I mean, it is, but it's nothing compared to, like, golf or... um Yeah, okay. I mean, think about it. If you go play golf, you're paying I think for I all say your clubs and stuff, the, and then you're paying every time you go. You don't have to pay any time. Once you get the stuff, you're pretty set. That is the point where I save the money. Yes. Once I get the gear. Once you get the gear. But it doesn't calls me from when I was playing a lot of golf back in my early years of life I wanted a new driver every six months and now I want a new fly rod every <laughs> three months so it really doesn't it doesn't change it's well just, yes you don't have to pay green fees exactly and you don't have to you know I don't the thing I'm, is you don't have to have the new rod that is your no, that is your person I still want it <laughs> you know you could get the basic necessities very very quick and uh be set to go fairly fast yeah but I, mean, I would I, say if you're gonna if you've got, you know, I don't know where everybody that's at financially listening to this, but if you got money to spend and you're looking to get into fly fishing, go with spend some less, on a rod. Spend spend but more of your spend, money on the rod. I wouldn't spend like 
I wouldn't buy a high dollar rod until no, I knew not I until I knew what I was yeah. doing. Until I knew Absolutely. what I wanted to do. Yeah. All right, so we got a rod. The, the next thing is the reel. You have a reel, and I think reels are in our area of the world are more of a decoration. No, I, I agree. You know, when we do what we do, I mean, very rarely are we catching fish to where we have to get them on a reel. <laughs> only when we're in North Georgia with our buddy. Yeah, only when we're doing. Um, <laughs> It's really the only time I've ever done that. Trout, yeah. I mean, so reel is kind of more like a line holder where we live. It's just something to hold your line. Um, it looks cool. It, yeah, I mean, don't break don't break the bank for a reel. Yeah. I mean, for the longest time, I had a very, very ex- – or not a very expensive rod. A semi-expensive rod and a Cabela's reel. <laughs> yeah, well, and it worked great. I mean, I think it worked fine. I would spend more money – I spent more money on my last setup on the line on the reel than the actual reel itself because yeah. the line was more important to me. Um, so line, reel, rod, you can pretty much fish at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's warm enough. Yeah. If it's warm I would, enough. I would suggest to anyone who, who can, even if it is warm enough and you can get out a, a good pair of wading boots is kind of a must have. Yeah. And I'm, we're kind of, you know, that whole argument could be a whole podcast in itself about, uh, felt versus rubber, but I'm a felt guy and probably will be cause I mainly stay in the same water. So I'm not transferring a lot of. They take the same area of water. I'm not yeah, people that people that don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean about that transfer and stuff? Well, I don't know all the details. We, should, we have a fish biologist. I want to have on the show for that. But yeah, hopefully he's coming soon. Yeah, but um, you know the felt supposedly carries more like bacteria, but you kind of have to clean them in before. And mm-hmm. um, but I know a ton of people who fish with felt, and I think it's more of like regionally if you. Like if you're going from say Western North Carolina to like the coast, and then you're going, you know, and you're waiting in like Virginia, and then you're coming and wait. I don't know. I think that's what I've been told. I don't know. Do no, yeah, that makes that? total sense. I don't know as much. As I just know you that do. I don't fall as much when I have felt on my boots. Yeah. So I had a I had a great pair of Vibram sole, just the rubber sole okay, boots so with that. with, but I had cleats that you know hard bite cleats that screwed into those really well, and and it was pretty good. Um. Um, my next pair, though, I'm probably am going to get some felt bottom boots. I've got to get some new ones because, as you have seen the last few times that I've been fishing, yeah, you fall a good bit. I have taken quite a few tumbles here Couple recently, tumbles. but most of that's because we where we try to go. That's very true. But um, uh, yeah. So we got boots. Um, see, this is sounding a lot more than golf clubs because golf clubs just buy golf clubs. So you got boots, rod, reel, line, um, waders, uh. Which that is somewhere I do not spend a lot of money. Yeah, I, I didn't go crazy on the last pair of waders I bought. I bought a pretty uh, valued brand, I, I guess. I've never spent more than one hundred and forty bucks on waders. Yeah, I think the last pair I bought, my newest pair, was like a hundred dollars. Because I only wear them about five months. We don't wear them that often, and we, I think we both like going for the breathable waders that you can wear just when it starts getting cooler. Like oh, yeah. we're not going to get the big thick, you no. know, neoprene stuff. Um, we can bundle up underneath them. And, and you know, there. somebody asked me the other day, I was fishing with a guy, and he said, what do you wear in the wintertime under your waders? And I said, uh, a pair of long johns? Yeah, I wear, it. like, long johns, maybe a pair of sweatpants, depending on how cold it is. Sometimes I just wear long johns. As Big we socks. There are photo evidence of that from past trips, <laughs> where I just wear long johns. I don't know where. Yeah. What do you um, Yeah, thick socks. Okay, so that's kind of like, you know, let's, we're just kind of getting away from One gear, thing though. I would, one last set of gear, like, thinking about the wading thing. If you do get a pair of wading boots and you're wet wading, uh, wading socks oh, yeah, are really are nice to have. You know, they're not a thing you have to have, but I, I definitely think they're a, a good... I didn't have any for the longest time mm-hmm. and didn't realize 
how much more comfortable it was when I got a pair. Oh, yes. Um, it made a big difference. It made I, a big I difference. Than I my thought waiting it was. socks for wet waiting for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are kind of like the essentials, I guess, for gear, other than a couple other things. But I don't want to go too in depth. I wanted to try to bounce back to the dad stuff before we oh, just okay. go all Yeah. Depth. I mean, we can. Not sure. Fired up. I know. I, so I'm what trying is to your, think what is the go-to I was gonna gear? Say, what's your most essential gear as a dad? No, for see, having, I think for having kids. I think it, the dad thing is so in stages because, like, when the kids. Oh are yeah, when they're babies, it's just mm-hmm. like it's so important. Oh gosh, like, it's so funny though. Like, I'll never forget when we had our first kid, and the doctor looked at us and said, "All right, are you ready to take him home?" We were like, "Oh yeah, we got it all." He was like, "We all." He's like, "You got a place for him to sleep. You got some food." They'll be fine. You don't yeah. need all that other stuff. And we were like, but we have everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, you spend a lot of th- I mean, I don't know. For for me. Do you remember? It, hang on. Sorry to inter- interject. But do you remember, like, registering for your babies? Yeah. For, like, baby showers and stuff? Yeah. I remember yeah. that being an overwhelming experience. Because yeah, you go into, like, Babies Are Us, and it's just like, holy yeah, cow, what is all this stuff? Far what do we need? Yeah. No saying we never need it. buy us. Too bad we can't register for fly gear. That'd uh, be that great. Would, that would be cool. Um, they don't, there's not a moment in your life where you, <laughs> maybe we should, maybe we should start that. Yeah. It's like, you um, know, you're like, you're, you're, your 40th birthday. I you just like, cool. register. I like that <laughs> idea, actually. Uh, welcome we'll to say Joshua's 40th birthday party. He is registered <laughs> at the following places. the following shops in Western yes. North Carolina. Um, I would say that here, I don't know, I can't do this the way we did fly fishing with like most. Well, no, yeah. I would say here's the. F- the things that I enjoy. I was going to say, what did you like having as a dad? Car seat. Okay. Was huge. For well, me. you have to have that. So, no, but, but like, what do you mean? It was like the one that would just click. Like with Foster, we had a different one, and Corbin's was so much better, and it clicked, and we just bought the bases, and that made the world great. Um, so, car seat was huge. But, you know, I was a stroller fanatic. Yeah, you, oh, yeah, you were. Um, I seem to remember a was it a Christmas? Was it a birthday when y'all got the stroller that took four hours to put together or something like that? I don't remember putting it together. I just remember that. The we jogging two-kid stroller. I remember the, the that The two-kid stroller was, we did a lot of research on that, and it was solid because my wife and I, we go a lot of places, especially we did when they were younger before all this pandemic stuff. And so the shopping mall stroller, and the, we had the one with like, it's got the skateboard on the back. Like for We had that one. Yeah, and which we never used. But, um, you know, it was really cool. They could face both face frontwards. They could both face backwards. They could face each other, which was great until they got a little older, and then they just were hitting each other. I mean, we, we kept that stroller for forever until they literally now just don't need it. But um, stroller was essential. I feel like there should be a more essential thing I'm forgetting here, like that I wish I could compare more than stroller. And car seat. I mean, I'm sure like moms think about this a whole lot differently than we do. I no, mean, I'm thinking no, about no, no. The you don't see how like I'm breaking this down. Yeah, I'm breaking this down as if mom is on a girls' weekend and it's just me here. Like this is the okay, stuff that dad gotcha. needs. I'm thinking about it like you know from the things that were just good to have. Like you gotta have. I mean, I don't know about you, but when Sally was gone, yeah, I felt. I felt pretty weird carrying around her Kate Spade diaper bag. Ooh, so I flipped I was into going a diaper there. bag See, I was, really I had a quick, great like comparison a good one. with the diaper bag yeah. to your fly pack. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe we'll go there in a minute. That's where I was. We can go there now. <laughs> okay, go. Because, so, see, like, I've been through a couple different times of packs when I fly fish. I had a sling pack. Well, I started with just a hip pack that kind of was, like, really small, which is 
can be good. Yeah, it's kind of like a oversized fanny pack. Yeah, but I kind of like having more room for stuff. So then I went to like this sling pack, which I really liked from a company. And now we both have the same pack, which is like a chest, a chest pack, pack with a decent. I mean, backpack it's, got a, on it. it's got a big enough backpack for like Drink, a couple snacks. of drinks. I mean, I was able to fit a six pack of sandwiches in it the last time I went. So you know, it does what it needs to do. And it's got a place for my knit. My, I had a dad diaper bag. Okay. Yeah, like legit. Like right. Laura bought me one. Nice. It was a book bag. Okay. Like solid black. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like just a North Face bag with diapers in it. Like yeah. it was like a legit diaper bag for dads. Yeah. That's awesome. It was it was amazing <laughs> because when my kids were little, I took them to like a lot of ball games and stuff. Like yeah. especially Foster. When it was just one-on-one, we did a lot of like games and mm-hmm. passed them around stadiums. And oh, people yeah. held him and. That diaper bag was, it had one of those little things in it that you got out to like put on a surface with like a pad yeah. to change the diaper. That was pretty smooth. I think, I think kind of my thoughts on like diaper bag are very similar to my thoughts on the chest pack that I have now for when I fly fish. When you're fishing, at least for me, I want ease of access to my most essential things. That's a great point. So I want to be able to get to my flies quickly. I want a I want a spot for my nippers. I want a spot for my forceps. I want something very easily accessible to the things that I'm going to use the most often. And I kind of found the same thing with a diaper bag. Now I didn't have a special man's diaper bag like you do. It was pretty legit. I don't know bag. what ever happened to it, but it was pretty legit. I just had a backpack that we kind of turned into a diaper bag. But that's because I had an overwhelming amount of backpacks for my years in college and. Um, so we kind of turned that into that, but our that was my thing was, so I, I'm not trying to throw shade on my wonderful wife here, but her diaper bag, I didn't have a clue where anything was in that thing, but my diaper bag, I made sure that thing was easily accessible. I feel like Laura had a diaper bag, it was more like a purse. Yeah. It was just everything kind of down in there. Yeah, it was in there. She had everything we needed. She knew where it was. And she had way more than anything we ever needed. She was very well prepared and probably more prepared than I am. I kind of struggled with it. So I was much better with my book bag. Yep. And uh, my backpack was pretty legit. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was pretty solid. What else are some more fun things you had? Uh, For dadding or for fishing? I think my favorite, one of my favorite things I had as a dad was the uh, backpack carrier. Oh, you mean like to put the kid in? Yes. So when Reed got old enough, and we like he could kind of sit up on his own. We bought a backpack carrier to take him, like hiking and doing all kinds of stuff in. Yeah, those um, were solid. I yeah, had one for Corbin, not so much for Foster. The lightweight ones are good. Like you could throw them on there. They kind of sit on the one we had was perfect. He sat right up, kind of on my shoulders. He yeah. wasn't so high to where like he was catching branches or anything when we were walking down trails. But man, we used that thing for everything. Like I would cut grass oh, yeah. with Reed on my back. I have pictures of Corbin doing yeah. that. Yeah, we. Um, I coached a lot of. That was a year I coached football. So um, you practiced with her on your yeah, back I did. for a while. I remember Many that. Times, yeah. yeah, she yeah. had a little bucket hat. She yep. would sit on my back with. So that, that was a cool feature for sure. Yeah. Um, would recommend a carrier. Uh, what else? Let's see. Uh, we talked about the pack for for fly fishing to the diaper bag. Um, I want to go back to uh, to apparel a little bit. Like, yeah, let's like, go there. Like planning for, for trips. Mm-hmm. One thing that um, I is very similar to fly fishing and dadding is a set of extra clothing. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that before you did. Like, it, it's almost too easily to get it. Like, it's like perfect. 
Because when fly fishing, you carry an extra set of clothing in the truck because there's a great chance you will end up wet. You always have a towel, and you always have an extra yeah. Because there's a great chance you will end up wet. Yeah. In my experience from dadding, do we say word dadding? Is that a word? But a fathering, fathering, yeah. When I was, when my kids were younger, is you never knew while holding one of them when a leakage might happen on the diaper. And that happened to me one time in Boone at a restaurant, and I did not have a set of extra clothing. Of course, we had 17 extra sets of clothing for foster. (laughs) Second kid problems. Yes. (laughs) But we had nothing for dad. So we had a similar experience. Go uh-huh. ahead, though. Finish telling So yours. I just, well, I mean, I can just remember eating lunch that day. We He, you know, leaked in the middle of a fast food line at one of our favorite places in Boone. And, yeah, I just ate the rest of my meal that day with a saturated shirt. Yep. And that t- after that day, I was like, always have a spare set. So do you remember when we went hiking at uh, Pink Beds? Yeah, I had James I on my back. <laughs> Every and river, every we, river crossed. we crossed, he decided, and like it happened that first river, and I did that whole entire loop with a soggy back from my child. So I would say, <laughs> whether you're fly fishing or parenting, have a spare cloth. Be prepared. <laughs> Extra clothing goes a long way. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, that that's one that I just thought. No, oh, that's good. Was perfect for yeah. for that. Speaking of speaking of like uh, apparel. What's your favorite kind of fly fishing apparel that you have? Like, what's kind of your, like, go-to thing? Like, you, you got to have something. I think quick dry shorts. Yeah. In the wet wade season. Absolutely. So, um, I actually told my wife yesterday, we were doing laundry, and I was folding my quick dry shorts. I only have one pair. Yeah. I was like, I think it's about time I get a couple more pair of these because they're they're just perfect. And they're great all year. I mean, all summer. In oh, time. I love them. Yeah. Um, so, th- those are extremely important yeah i love like uh long sleeve real breathable shirts yeah we've got some of those we've got a couple of those and um i got a couple brands that i just really love that make some great shirts like i have darker colors yeah if you're fishing what do we do yeah if you're fishing for wild not stocked fish dark colors are important you don't if you come fishing with us don't show up in bright colors fluorescent it's never happened it has happened. <laughs> we're telling you now. Don't show up in clothes. That's our fault if we don't tell you. Yeah. And you show up with some lime green whatever Hawaiian shirt. On. Shirts. Yes. I mean, you never know. Big, <laughs> never know. Big hats yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a good hat's always good too. Um, yeah, I'm not as picky on my hat. I just kind of pick like picky one about it. Yeah. With that week. I uh, sometimes I'll take a hat that's like the uh, mesh back, like the trucker hat, and yeah. you know if you can't get to your net in time. Catch a little works, native yeah. fish. You can always grab Spe- a hat. Speaking of nets. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about nets. Nets is not something I spend a lot of money on. I haven't. I would like to. I mean, there's a couple of nets out there now that are really nice that I've I think I would at, if I was guiding. But yeah. Or if I was on a boat, I would spend more money on a net. Mm-hmm. Um, you got an awesome Amazon net. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> most recent real. net came off Amazon. Yeah. Did a little review. Liked it. Um, decided to save the money I was going to spend on a yeah. very expensive net and buy... Um, Another fly rod. So, not a complete fly rod, but, you know, just take that money and use it elsewhere. So, um, I don't, can you, can we come up with a parenting uh, comparison for the net? For the net? Mm. I mean, you could say the pack and play, but we never used our pack and play. It didn't work. It kind of yeah, keeps them in the, I was just thinking you, you net the fish to keep, what do you do to keep the kid in the, in the one spot? Um, I, I don't know. We, we didn't, we didn't have that problem with Reed. He pretty much stayed still. And then with James. 
Yeah, we never all over the we place, never had so. one of those little monkey things, you know, the, the elastic band when they're walking. We didn't do that. Oh, you didn't put your kid on a leash. I didn't. We no just offense didn't have to anybody one. who's done that. No, we, we just, just didn't, didn't have, do that either. We just had one. We just, <laughs> yeah. had one. Just, just ran away yeah. until we could catch them. Um, but yeah, net net is important. I think um, it does help you catch more fish. I can yeah. remember fishing without a net early on, and like just trying to handle fish without a net is really difficult. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. Get a net of some sort. Prefer, I mean, I would say preferably rubber, but you know, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're catching or release like what we're doing mostly, you definitely want a rubber net. The the mesh nets just become a tangled mess. Yep. Um, what else? Anything else ideal? Uh, I'm trying to think. What I take, what I'm, I'm trying to think of like what we did. I mean, yeah, so well, okay, we could go here because mm-hmm. you definitely want to do this for fishing and dating. Make sure the camera is accessible. Yeah, I think that's important. Um, and I just use my phone for that. Yeah, I mean, you I know, do that too. You could, I mean, get a nicer phone. But absolutely, I mean, I get, you could get a nicer camera. And do yeah, that, I mean, so. we 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 talk about that sometimes of like trying to get the right picture and everything. Yeah, maybe I we'll just, do a podcast on that one day. I just do. Um, yeah, my phone just works good. Keep it right in front of my pack. And just it's a beautiful thing with your kids too. You know, if you got your phone with you, you know, try not to like look at it while your kids are yeah. doing stuff, but. But, you know, you think about the contents of the fly fishing pack. And I've got, like, I have one, two. I have two boxes that I have with me at all mm-hmm. times. And I have other boxes that are streamer boxes only. Um, and I have, like, the essentials, like my gink and um, my leaders. Gink my, is dry fly floating. Yeah, dry fly floating. And uh, my tippet and stuff like that is important. And then you think about the contents of your diaper bag, going back to that. Like, uh, you know, you don't ever want to get to the stream without, your leader or extra tippet or fly box, you don't ever want to leave the house without some baby wipes um, <laughs> in that bag. You know, that, 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 that can be a real bad problem. They're essential. The essential. They are essential. The essential um, and the and the bottles, you know, with the we, we did the bottles for a while with mm-hmm. the little divider and you pour and shake and all that good stuff. Um, you know, like you were saying, have all that stuff necessary. Yeah. Is there anything as your kids are getting older now that's kind of like good go-to gear? go-to gear that my kids are older like that helps you as a dad uh snacks <laughs> <laughs> anytime you travel yeah yeah i mean snacks is kind of a big deal just to have in the car but you know no we're, we're, we're i mean as they get older they're they're much more we both made i mean you know these are like huge purchases but as our families grew we both like chose vehicles that we thought would be better for yeah having a family more 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 room for Everybody to kind of yeah. fit and stuff. Listen, I never thought the day would come when I would drive a minivan, but man, don't knock it till you try it. Yeah, I have no issue with a minivan. I'm, we bought it. We love it, man. We bought our uh, pilot when Corbin was a baby. Like she was maybe two or three months old. Yeah. We just got tired of putting car seats in. In and out. It's in just, and out. Yeah, it's just the room of the car seats. Oh yeah. Um, I, I think we should shift gears just a little bit with an essential thing for fishing. Thought about this driving up here. Okay. And parenting. All right. Patience. <laughs> so you're not doing gear now, but yeah. Go well, ahead. it is kind of gear. It's mental gear. Men- mental gear, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just thought about that on the way up here. All Something right. that you have to have. For both. Patience, yes. I could totally agree with that. we talked about our most recent fishing trip together. We had to be patient that day until the fishing got really good. Yeah. And you can't parent without patience. No, nah, you really can't. You, Golly, we've seen that. No, you can't even, like. 
you can't even wake it. I mean, you can't even get 10 minutes without patients. No. Of parenting. I can't even get ready for school in the morning without the patient. So, I yeah. mean, that's like the most essential thing. And fishing's the same way. You have to be patient. Yeah, it really is. Um, I'm sorry. I went away from gear. I couldn't think of no, any more fine. gear. No, it's fine. No, it's good, though. I mean, it's a good point. I mean, no, I'm just sitting here thinking. Maybe we'll change this episode if we're, from uh, gear if we're, to essentials. Uh, that's probably a better way of saying it. The essentials. I like it. That's kind of what we hit more. I think, yeah, if you don't have patience, fishing teaches you patience real quick. And if you don't have patience, parenting teaches you patience extremely quickly. Yeah, it's a crazy how much you need both of them. It really is. Yeah. Like, insanely, like, you may go to a spot to fish and somebody's already there and then you're frustrated. you got to be patient to find the right spot. Or mm-hmm. you may... Uh, Plan. Sometimes the fishing's just bad. Yeah, and you just gotta have patience, and then you may plan everything for your day with your kids, and they don't cooperate. That never happens. Can't find their shoe that they had. I mean, <laughs> it's that simple, really. And then it's the uh, dealing with the two-year-old who will not leave the house until he has that shoe. <laughs> or we pick out the outfits the night before, and while brushing our teeth, we ruin the shirt. <laughs> I mean, it's that's that's patience you need oh, for parenting. I mean, that is that, that is happened twice with both of our kids, where we had planned to go out with them, and this is when they were babies, and you know, you get the clothes on them, oh, and yeah. you get ready to walk out the door, and then it's just the clothing is obliterated yeah. because of a blowout yeah, or something. You've got to have patience. Patience yeah. is essential. Like I think it's the most essential for both. I could not agree more. Yeah, I can't think of anything of anything we've ever talked about on this podcast that's more important than patience. Yeah. So how do you develop patience? What does that look like for you? I think most people would tell you I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I love your honesty. Just because I, just because it's important, most of my closest <laughs> friends would tell you I don't have any. That's great. I, I think that's not totally true. You developed it some. You, you. I think it's something you've really more patient like. fishing than I am parenting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably so. I could go along with that. Um, oh man, I, I think that's something though you've seen though, you know, and I, and I think I can tell you this as your brother, you've seen that that's something you need to grow in and you work at it. And, uh, yeah, I've gotten better at taking a breath, walking away, um, and trying not to raise my voice, worked on that a little bit. Well, you're not angry. You're no, not an no. angry guy. No, no, no. I mean, just like when my kids are like in the mornings, you know, like it's helped that I've been waking up earlier. We've been running. Um, in the mornings, it's kind of help with my patience because mm-hmm. I get everything where a lot of times patience, you don't have it because things don't go your way mm-hmm. and things don't go your way because you didn't plan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, See what I, I mean? Thinking about that, yeah. So when I didn't have patience and ended up with my car off a cliff one time fishing which could be another episode story but anyway the fact that that happened led to my lack of patience no we're gonna tell that story now so go ahead and go well i was fishing by myself Uh one night after i had dropped my kids off with my my our parents um and it was raining and i was just trying to catch fish and i caught i was catching fish but i wanted to get to this one more spot I was not driving fast. I was not speeding. I was not any of that. I hadn't even pulled out of the parking lot yet. Um, But I was not very patient to get to the next spot. And so I hit a small hole, so I thought. And I'll have a four-wheel drive car. And I was like, okay, I'll just go right through it. And I ended up 
on my side. Yeah. Car in flipped a, over. In a hole. Like, almost in the river. <laughs> no, it was a good 100 feet from the river, at least. Maybe 200 feet. It wasn't in the river, uh, but... But, I mean, if I would have been more patient. But that all came from your desire to hurry up and quickly get back into the river. Yes, exactly. Not being patient. Yeah, that was the impatient part of it is you were too busy focused on getting in the water than you were about making sure your car was parked. And if I would have been a little more patient, probably wouldn't happen. Yep. Just like if I would be a little more patient sometimes with my children, then they would probably respond better to, you know, like, just yeah, that's getting ready point. in the morning or mm-hmm. doing homework. Yeah. I, I am a really bad reader when they're in kindergarten, first grade. I am because I just read the word for them. I don't <laughs> wait very well. I'm bad at that. Like I have so much respect for kindergarten and first grade teachers after having both of my kids go through those phases. Now, Corbin's in first grade now. Like She brings home those little books, and I just want to like read it for her. I can't not like it's just it's on the tip of my tongue i have to i'm really bad at it i do it sometimes but i'm really laura's much much better than me at it way much better yeah um so yeah just being more patient with stuff like that uh i think you're right though i think if we prepare ourselves a little bit ahead of time you know knowing things are going to be a struggle like knowing times like your kids are tired in the morning it's going to be a little better maybe you need to wake up a little earlier maybe you need to get them going a little quicker so that that way you're not Flying by the seat of your pants five minutes before you need to leave and trying to get everybody dressed and going crazy. Yes. You, know, you give yourself a little bit better time to uh, pa- patience. To everything. be patient with your kids, I think it's super Should, important. Um, no, need an expert again. We're not that, but yeah. No, but I think, you make a, I think you make a good point. Well, man, I think this is great. I think it was a cool conversation talking about gear, talking about, uh, excuse me, the essentials. The essentials. The things that we said are essential. I come up to with any more, but I'm kind of drawing a blank. I don't know. Uh, I think I think we've I think we've hit a lot of great ones, and uh, for anybody who's maybe looking into getting started in fishing, we will love to take you shopping. Oh, we could spend your money for you. Oh, I've done I it have before. No problem spending somebody else's money. I've done it for other people. Before. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Dad stuff or fishing stuff. So. Oh yeah, no problem either. <laughs> with I do want to. I know we're wrapping this up. Do want to give a little fishing report uh, for anybody that listens that is fishing every uh, once in a while. Yeah, go for it. Um, you got to go last weekend. Did go fishing last week. Uh, I go this weekend. Great day on Friday, uh, or whatever day that was. I went. Yeah, Friday. Whenever Friday. I was there. Yep. Um, had a good time fishing. Because I could, didn't get to go because uh, I was doing adulting things. Yeah, you were doing adulting things, but uh, had a good time. Um, dry and dry and dropper both hit well, and went to a great stream in the park. The weather was pretty. It got cool. That was nice. Um, it's hot again this week at the beginning, but it's supposed to get cool again. Um, so just this time of year is some of my favorite fishing. We're gonna you get know, there. Getting, October, getting into fall starts to cool down. It's not cold yet, but it's not yep. hot October anymore either. Early. You can go fishing without sweating like yep. crazy. Just want nice. to tell everybody thank you for um all the kind texts and words that have everything we did uh we've both been through uh, me especially over the last uh, week, and uh, also just want to say thanks for still listening to our podcast. Um, this was, we had a planned guest for tonight that kind of fell through due so do some circumstances. So we just kind of winged it with a little essential. We did it on the fly. It's what we yeah, do, but it was pretty good. I liked Absolutely, it. Absolutely. Me too. Guys, thanks so much for listening to episode seven of dads on the fly. And we hope it's been fun for you. Like it has been for us again. If you get a chance, leave us a rating or review. We would love to hear from you. And until next time, thank you for listening to this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We hope this episode has inspired you as a parent or an angler. If you've enjoyed this episode, please check us out at dadsonthefly.com. 
There you can subscribe to our email list and find out all the things we got going on here at Dads on the Fly.